second week of Made for Glory. And last week we kicked it all off and we talked about a few different things. And we're going to recap those things just to bring everybody up to speed. And so we're starting off on the same page. So a couple of things we talked about last week. Um, God made us in his image to know him. And we saw Adam and Eve at the very beginning of time in Genesis. Uh, we see them get created. Uh, they're created out of the dust of the earth. And God brings life into them. And they're made in his image. And therefore, since there are great, 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 parents, we're made in God's image too. But the problem was we messed up how he intended us to be. Adam and Eve sinned. We inherited their sin. Everybody on the whole planet has sinned before. Anybody in here sinned before? Everybody's hands should be up. We've all sinned. We've all done something to mess up or done something against God. That's called sin. We've all done that. Um, So we got messed up at some point. So we didn't really look like God originally intended. We weren't really functioning the way God originally intended. And so Adam and Eve kind of messed all that up for us. But the beautiful thing, the great thing, is God fixes our identity problem. He makes us his children again by offering us who? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus is the one who saves us. He's the one who makes it right between us and God. He's the one who restores us and makes us back the way we were supposed to be originally. So Jesus is a big deal. You're going to hear about Jesus a lot this year at Revolution. He's going to continue to be a theme. He's going to continue to be brought up in all of our teachings in some way or another. So um, that was kind of the big thing we talked about last week. God fixes what we messed up with Jesus, and Jesus fixes all that and makes us his kids again. So, with that, all of what we talked about last week, who God made us to be, who, what Jesus fixes about us, is all the what? It's the spiritual part of who we are. God says he gives us a spirit. It's the part of us that we don't see. It's the part of us that is really who we are. Like, if... For some reason, something happened to me right now and my body just like was done. Is my body who is really me? No, my spirit, what's inside is really what makes me me, right? Same thing for you. The outside of you is not really what makes you you. The inside of you is what makes you you. But what is the part we always see? The outside, right? So tonight, let's talk about the physical. What about who we are physically. What about that? Who made that? What's that about? Where does it come from? So let me tell you a couple things about the human body, okay? The outside of us, the physical part of us. The part all of us have, because we can all see each other right here, right now. So we all have a body. We all have some physicalness about us. A um, couple cool facts I found out, okay? Some of you might know some of these things. Some of you might not. Uh, but if you, if you already knew it, just act like you're amazed anyway. Like, just go, ooh, that's all. If you haven't heard it before, then you're doing it for real, right? You're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, So one thing, 1,000, 100,000 heartbeats a day. That's how many times your heart beats in one day. 100,000 times. It's a lot, right? Um, A lot of you can't even count that high, right? So 100,000 beats a day. So your heart's pretty active. It's doing a lot of stuff. Your blood vessels, okay? If you were to line up your blood vessels in a row would be 60,000 miles long. That would go around the earth twice. 
One person has that many blood vessels to go around the earth twice with your blood vessels. That's a lot. That's crazy. Next thing. Your thigh bone is stronger than concrete. So we can build buildings out of our thigh bones if we want it. Picture that for a second. That's kind of weird. <laughs> There's the thigh bone house. That's weird. But it's strong. It's also the strongest bone in our body. And the funny thing about the thigh bone is that it's hollow. It's still the strongest bone in our body, but it's hollow. Um, so, cool little fact. Uh, you have 300 bones when you're born. And then by the time you're an adult, you have 206 it's kind of weird, right? It's like you start with more bones than you end up with. But it's how the body works. Like you start to, like a lot of those bones turn, are a lot, I don't know exactly how it works. I'm not a doctor. But um, somehow you, you wind up with less than what you started with when you're born. Crazy fact, I found that out. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll put that in there. Uh, so next thing, it takes 75 muscles for you to speak, just for you to say something. Like me talking right now, I'm using 75 muscles to do that. That's a lot of muscles. Usually when I think about muscles, I'm thinking about like a bicep or something. That's just one muscle. 75 of them in your face and in your throat and stuff for you to be able to speak. And even down here in your stomach for you to push the air out. All that stuff is working together. Nuts. So, another thing. You have 3,000 taste buds on your tongue. Did y'all know that? And they all have like different regions. So one part can taste like sour stuff. One part can taste sweet stuff. One, one part can taste salty, you know, all that kind of stuff. Have y'all heard that before in science class? Yeah. So I'm not blowing any of you away, right? You're like, oh, this is like old stuff, old news. I knew this in third grade, dude. Come on. Get with it. So this is just like some fun little facts. But then there's all kinds of these other facts. Like if our DNA was off just a little bit more, we would, we would look totally different. I just spit everywhere. Pardon me. Y'all might get a little wet. Okay. <laughs> okay. So everything about us is meant to work together. Like the fact that we have ligaments and tendons and muscles and they contract and, and, and they loosen and our brain controls all of this stuff and our heart pumps blood to all these things to make them work and your lungs supply oxygen to the blood to take to all your muscles and all these things all over your body and if any of that goes wrong at any point your body's jacked up and messed up but it all works somehow God made it to work together it's crazy has anybody looked at like a Anatomy book, granted, those things can freak you out because they go into some detail. But the things they go into, like part of what they go into is really cool. Like just the way your eye works is unbelievable. Just your eyeball. Like the way I see you right now. It's like the image is going into my retina and hitting my rods and cones. You know what I'm saying? The rods and cones here. This is the symbol for rods and cones. It's hitting it, and then it's like flipped upside down some kind of way, and then it comes back out, and then my brain interprets it. It's nuts, guys. My mind just starts to want to explode when I get into it. Um, But it's so cool. Because did you have anything to do with that? Do you make your ligaments work, and do you make all that stuff happen? Did you put that together? No. I didn't put any of this together. You didn't put any of that together. If we did, it would be terrible. We would look like mutants. It would be awful. We'd have like an arm coming out of our hip. 
We'd have like an eyeball coming out of our nostril. It would be weird, dude. It would be messed up. We're not smart enough. We're not good enough to do that stuff. So my question is then who made you? If it wasn't you, if it wasn't me, who made you? It wasn't your parents? We're not going to get into the hows of all that, but it wasn't your parents? I thought your parents made you. What about how you look and act? Who, who did all that? Who's responsible for that? Because if you look around the room, look around the room now, look around. Everybody in here looks different. Everybody. Yes, some of us have similar hair color. Some of us have similar skin tone. Some of us have the same eye color. But all of us are different. You probably know that every one of us have a different fingerprint, right? Every one of us is different. Every one of us is not only physically different, but we all act differently, right? Have you ever met twins before? Do we got twins in the house? Where we got them? Who? Who's the, the one slouching down? Okay, I got it. The one slouching down. Do you guys, I'm just going to ask you a question. Do y'all act the same? No. And you don't look identical either. There's more over here? Man, we got twins all up in here. Do y'all act the same? No. That's what I'm saying. We're all different. Even twins are different. Even if you look identical, you're still different. So everybody's different. Who was responsible for that? Who made that? If it wasn't parents, who was it? Um, There's a verse, Psalm 139. It's the only verse we're going to be looking at. We're going to look at verse 13 and 14. So if you got your Bible, you can look at it. And there's also notes, by the way. We gave out notes on your way in. We're going to do that every week going forward uh, to help you guys stay focused. And I don't know if it helps you, but it helps me kind of stay along with what's going on and what people are saying. So this is the, the first verse, and we're going to look at the other verse of this chapter next. But this is the only place we're going. We're not going to go to a bunch of different places in the Bible tonight. Psalm 139 verse 13 says this. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Who's the you in this verse? God. The person writing this, the psalmist, is writing a letter, writing a poem, writing a song to God. And saying this back to him. This is true. Saying you knit me together. God, you made me in my mother's womb. It was you. It wasn't my mom. It wasn't my dad. It wasn't me. In the, in the, like, what if you really saw an uh, ultrasound of a baby and you saw like, their hands like, just kind of look like they're knitting and they're making like their legs or something? That's crazy. Like, the babies don't make themselves. They're not like putting themselves together and, oh, there's my head. <laughs> they don't do that. So who's doing all that? Well, the Bible, God tells us he does that. God puts us together. So how do the, the muscles and the ligaments and the brain and the heart and the lungs and your eyes and all that stuff work together? Well, God's the one who knows how all that works together. God's the one who put it together. God's the one who makes it work. He's way, 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 way smarter than us. So answer to the question, God made you. God made me. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't two people. It wasn't, ultimately, it wasn't anything other than God made you. So, yes, he uses people to make people. We're not going to go into that again. But God made you ultimately. So, next. I don't know about you, but when I think about that truth, okay, God made me. 
and you start to think about who God is, it's a little confusing because I don't always like me. Like sometimes I'll look in the mirror or sometimes I'll do something and I'm like, I don't like that. Like, oh, I got a zit right there. I don't like that. That's nasty. Or, ooh, I got a sick, nasty cowlick going on my head like it looks horrible. Or, dude, my outfit looks horrendous. Or, man, I just lied to that person and I can't believe I did that. I feel like garbage. Or that person just made fun of me and I feel like garbage because I did something dumb. And I can remember back to middle school where you guys are now. And I felt like that times 100 back in middle school. Like every time I looked in the mirror, I was like, whoa, looks like somebody just threw up on the mirror. (laughs) Whoa, nasty. You don't believe me, do you? I'll prove it. I got a picture. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, I know why you, you get a little confused by God made you now, right? You're like, whoa. This is me in elementary school. They called me the beaver because I had the big old buck teeth. Um, <laughs> I, had the, I had the dumb and dumber bowl haircut there on the front. I had the sweet glasses. And if you can't see this, but if you looked on the inside rim of the glasses... It, had, it said something like Flintstones on the side or something. They were awesome. Um, and then I had the full button-up fleece, not fleece, flannel uh, shirt there. I was a Mac Daddy, okay? That was me. So elementary school, this is me. Now, I guarantee you if I snapped a picture or took a picture from you guys when you were younger or even snapped a picture of you now and showed it to you 15 years from now, you're probably going to have the same kind of feelings I have for this picture right here right now, which is not so good. So back then, let me take you back to young Brad. We little Bradley, okay? We little Bradley. That's my really bad Scottish accent. So I would go to school, okay? This is elementary, middle school, even the beginning of high school. I was totally obsessed with one, what am I wearing right now? What are, am, no, not literally, what am I wearing right now? But what am I, I would ask myself that every day before I went to school, what am I wearing right now? What, am, what is on my body that's going to get me made fun of right now? And I would ask that question. And obviously I didn't answer the question correctly, because look at the picture. But I... I would want to know what, it, what are people going to be able to pick out about me that's going to make me feel like garbage today? And what am I going to get made fun of? And what can I do to minimize that today? How can I try to be as cool as I possibly can and not get messed with? And so I would look at everything I was wearing. And back in the day, Jordans were the thing. Jordans never really went out of style. They've always been pretty cool. But they had just come out back when I was uh, a kid. And so I wanted Jordans, like real Jordans. It was a huge, huge deal back then, right? If you had Jordans, you were the stuff. People thought you were awesome at basketball, even though you probably were terrible. But if you had Jordans on, people thought you were good, okay? 
And so I was like, I want Jordans, and I got to get a Nike shirt to match the Jordans, and I got to have some sweet shorts that go way past my knees, because if they're above my knees, I'm going to get made fun of. So please, let's get some shorts that are long, some Jordan shoes, and a Nike t-shirt. What am I wearing in this picture? A button-up flannel shirt. Guess what I'm wearing on my feet? Not Jordans. Not Jordan. They're probably those Velcro shoes. You remember the Velcro shoes? Anybody got some Velcro shoes? Yeah. I was rocking the Velcro shoes probably. Um, and those were cool for a time, but when I was wearing them, they weren't cool. So uh, I, I remember vividly this one time I was begging, like literally begging on my hands and knees like, Mom and Dad, please, please give me some Jordans. <sighs> like I was just... Anything I could do to let them feel like sorry for me and for them to get me these shoes. I'm just like, please, I will wash your car every day. I'll do all the dishes. I will clean up the dog poop. I will eat the dog poop. Whatever you want. Just get me the shoes. Please. So mom and dad had a long talk about the shoes. And I just was pacing the shoe store like, please, 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 please. I probably prayed more in that moment than I prayed uh, that whole time I was in elementary school and middle school. I was just like, please, God, let them let me get the shoes. It will change my entire life. It will make me a new human being. It will make me like Michael Jordan. And so I was just like, please. And so I get back to them. They're like, Brad, come here, come here. So mom's like, now listen, Brad. Me and your dad have been talking, and we think that this is a lot of money to spend on shoes. So, they pointed to this other pair of shoes. Okay. Now, I think they still make shoes like this, but back then they had the awesome, like, $100 Jordan shoes. They put another shoe right next to it. Looked somewhat similar, but was made out of different stuff, didn't have the logo on it, and we called those imitation Jordans, okay? Do they still make imitation Jordans? Is that a thing still? Well, they made them big time back then. And so there's the Jordans right here, the shoe that I wanted that would change my life forever and make me the ultimate, uh, the ultimate human being. And right next to it, was the shoe that would do everything opposite of that. And my parents are pointing to this shoe. And they're like, well, sweetie, no one will know. No one will know the difference. It's, it's fine. It's just a shoe. It's just the shoe. It's fine. And I'm like, are you serious? You think nobody's going to be able to tell between this shoe, which is made of some kind of synthetic rubber weird stuff, or this awesome, amazing leather and shiny red-black shoe that's a Jordan. Oh, no, they won't know the difference. They have the money, right? So I have no control over this. They're paying, they're paying for this. I have no job. I'm young. I got nothing. So I'm just like at their mercy. So they're like, we're going to get you the shoe. I'm freaking out. I'm like, but maybe no one will notice. I even contemplated getting a stencil of the Jordan logo and sharpening it onto the shoe To sell it even more that this is the real shoe. Because that's how big of a deal this was to me. So I check out. We check out. We get the shoes. We get them home. I put them on. I'm looking at them. I'm like, okay, these sort of look like the Jordans. They kind of are it. I'm I'm a little bit freaking out inside, though, because I'm I'm worried. If somebody notices, this whole thing's going to blow up on me. 
right? Because there's one thing to like have Jordans and be awesome. It's another thing to have fake Jordans and people know you're trying to be awesome when you're not, right? You're being a fake Jordan. That ain't cool. And so I'm wearing them. I'm walking around. I'm like trying to talk myself into it. Like, yeah, dude, these totally look like Jordans. They're going to, people are going to be so like, jealous of me. They're going to be like, oh, dude, you got them new Jordans. Those is sick, dog. And I'm going to be like, yeah, they are. And I'm awesome at basketball. (laughs) I got cut from the basketball team five years in a row, by the way. So I was awful at basketball. Thank you for that. Um, So I get the shoes on the next morning, get on the bus. And I'm like, like you ever had something new on or like something new is about you? And you're just waiting for the first person to notice it and say something about it. Like, you're just waiting. You're just like, somebody's going to say something any second now. Like, it's a new haircut, or you just got braces, or you just got new glasses, or you just got a haircut, or whatever. You're just waiting on it, right? And so I got these new shoes. I'm just waiting for somebody to notice. So I'm in the school bus riding. Everybody's half asleep in the bus. So nobody really noticed the shoes at that point. But I'm, like, sticking them out in the aisle. Like, anybody? Anybody see them? Anybody see my shoes? They're Jordan's things. Nobody saw him. So I get to class. Class is a whole different story, right? Bright fluorescent lights, desks, students everywhere. Everybody's, everybody's all crazy once you get into school. So I get in there, and first thing, one of the guys in the, in the class, decked out in Nike stuff, comes up to me. Oh, you got new shoes, huh, man? Let me see them. So I didn't have my cool shorts, so I had jeans on. So he's like, lift up your jeans. And I could tell... He was like, he's like, this is, this is the inspection. Like, this is the moment. This is either going to fly or it's going to fail miserably. And so I'm like, yeah, dude, these are totally the Jordans, man. These are it. They're awesome. And I pull up the jeans. He looks at him for like two seconds. He's like, dude, those are fake. You're such a loser, man. You're wearing fake Jordans. Oh, my God, you guys. This guy's got fake Jordans on. <laughs> and he starts spreading the word around the whole class. And by the end of class, like, everybody's looking at my shoes and pointing and laughing. I am freaking. I'm like, no, I'm trying to defend it. Like, I'm getting red in the face. I'm like, these are the real thing, I promise. Straight up lying to everybody. And so I defend it all day long. And everybody is calling me out on it, and everybody's making fun of me about it. I'm just like, no, they're real. Ah. Finally, the next day, I'm like, yeah, they're fake. And I gave in, and they continue to make fun of me, and it bugged me. Like, I remember that story so vividly because it bugged me like crazy. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday because the way we look and the things we put on our body and the way we... I mean, look at that hideous face. I mean, look at that. We remember that stuff and it has an effect on us. And the way people respond to the way we are physically matters. The way we act, the way we talk matters. And so I tell that story and I show this picture to ask you this. Do you ever wonder if God made a mistake? Like, do you ever wonder if like, did he really mean to put my nose like out here this far? Really? Like, did he really mean to make me have these, like, little love handle deals here? Or did he really mean to make my hair this curly? This is crazy. I can never straighten my hair. Did he really mean to make me this bad at basketball? 
Did he really mean for me to talk with this thick country accent? Did he really mean for me to whatever it is that you have a hard time with yourself about? And here's the thing. Every one of you, if I were to ask every single one of you, what's the thing you hate about either the way you look or the way you act? Every single one of you would have something to tell me. Everybody. Leaders, students, all of you. I can tell you some things. For me. And we're all that way. And we all at some point, I think, have asked this question. God, did you make a mistake? Like, did you mean to do that? Did you mean to do this specific thing about me? Because it seems wrong. Like, I wrestle with this every single day. Like, I'm insecure about this every single day. Surely you didn't mean for this to be like this. Surely you didn't mean for me to be this way. And only you know what that thing is. And you might feel like everybody knows what that thing is. But odds are probably people don't. And it's probably just you who knows it. But we all struggle with this question. God, did you make a mistake? Did you mess up? Was this on purpose? And if you're talking, I need you to stop. I'm hearing a lot of it. So, the next verse in the same chapter is going to clear this up for us. But at the end of the day, if God is who he says he is, God doesn't make mistakes, right? If God is all-knowing, he's all-powerful, he's everywhere, he made everything, and he knit you together in your mother's womb, he doesn't make mistakes. If he made mistakes, guess who he wouldn't be? He wouldn't be God anymore, because he wouldn't be perfect. But God is perfect. Therefore, when he makes something, he makes it on purpose. So check out the second verse. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So God made you and he made me on purpose. Some of you might have been told by your family that you were a mistake. Some of of you might have been told uh, by your family that, you know, you were like, Nobody was planning on you. (laughs) Surprise! You're here. Some of you might just feel like you're a mistake because you're so irritated by this one way that you are, the one way you look, or this one way you act, whatever it is, it drives you crazy every single day and it torments you and it like consumes your thoughts and the way people respond to the way you look or the way you act. It just bugs you and it drives you crazy every single day. But God says he makes you on purpose. God made you. But not only did he make you and make you on purpose, but then he calls you wonderful. So the way you are is exactly the way he intended you to be. Me being terrible at basketball is just the way I am. You having frizzy hair is just the way he intended it. You being really tall and skinny. God made you that way. You being 
really socially kind of awkward. Number one, that's, par- that's partly middle school. Don't point fingers. That's partially middle school, but he made us all different. We interact with each other differently. Whatever it is that you've got on your list of things that you hate about the way you look or the way you act, when you put that list next to this truth that God made you on purpose and he calls you wonderful, he doesn't mess up, that list kind of goes out the window. And it doesn't mean we don't have things we need to work on. It doesn't mean we, you know, it's just like, well, I'm just the way I am. And we do whatever we want. It's not saying that. But if you're five feet tall and you're cursing God because you wanted to be six foot five and play in the NBA, God didn't make you to be six foot five for a reason. Maybe he made you to be a horse jockey or something. You don't know. You don't know God's plan for you. But however he made you, own it. Believe that God made you on purpose. Believe that God calls you wonderful and own that. Live in that. Be confident in that. You know what the one thing I had the least in middle school? Was confidence. And I'm guessing that a lot of you in here struggle with the exact same thing. And guess where confidence comes from? Most people would say from yourself, right? It comes from you. It comes from you just being cool with you. No, that's not where real confidence comes from. Because guess who fails? You. You fail. You fail a lot. I fail a whole lot. So it's not you where confidence comes from. But if you know God made you on purpose, calls you wonderful, you're the way you are because he made you that way, Who can you have confidence in? God. God never fails. God never messes up. And if you have confidence in knowing that he made you the way he made you and you're confident in that, therefore you're confident in you. So ultimately it's in God, not yourself. It changes everything. If I in middle school would have embraced the fact that God made me, the way he made me, and trusted that, and trusted him, it would have changed my whole middle school years, all of it. It would have changed the beginning of high school for me. It would have changed elementary school for me. It would have changed all that stuff for me if I would have just trusted God, and that he made me the way he made me. He knew what he was doing. I wasn't a mistake, and it wasn't a mess up. And he makes you the way you are on purpose. Because there's only one you. So my question for you is this. Do you believe that about you? Because it's easy for us to come in here, right, and say, yeah, God made me. I think all of us have heard that at some point. You might not believe it, but we've at least heard that kind of idea before. But it's a whole other thing to actually believe God made you. He took the time to make you. He knit you together, the Bible says. And then the way you are is wonderful. Your quirkiness, your skin color, your hair, your weight, all that stuff. Who you are, the way you talk to people, the way you love people, the way you 
care about people. All that stuff matters, and all of that stuff is on purpose. So, whatever you're struggling with tonight, whatever it is that you've got on your list, or you're like, dude, I hate this about myself. Dude, I, it, this drives me crazy about myself. Know that God looks at that list and looks at you and says, you know what? You're wonderful. I love you. Trust me. Trust me that I know what I'm doing. You might be this one way right now, but as you grow up and get older, some things are going to change. But at the end of the day, where you're at right now, I made you this way for a reason, on purpose. Trust me. Believe me. And know that I know what I'm doing and that I love you.